Man, I forgot Halloween was coming this year. Yeah, it kind of snuck up on me too, to be honest. The only thing that reminded me of it was the fact that Call of Cthulhu, the game, comes out mm-hmm. the day before Halloween. Wait, what? There's a Call of Cthulhu game coming out? Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Like, uh, There's two Call of Cthulhu games coming out, technically. Uh, Call of Cthulhu and The Sunken City, which is more Lovecraftian horror-esque, which I get the impression is maybe the game I want to play, but the reality is if you just make a game called Call of Cthulhu and no one's going, hey, this thing sucks, I will probably pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I I've gotta look this up. Is it like an MMO action game? No, it's this? like a it's like Bioshock first person shooter style. What? But it's got like psychological elements that mess with you slowly. So like the game will just straight lie to you occasionally about shit and stuff. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, like the game actively messes with you in a very Lovecraftian horror esque way. Of course, it would only be uh, it only be fitting that it do something like that. That's okay. And it's just sneaking up on you at this point. Like, I haven't heard anything about this game at all. It's been like, kind of stealth. Like, it's it's not going to be a big title, Jeff. And as we all know, like, big titles don't make lots of big waves like that, Jeff. But it's like, in the certain communities, it's a big deal. I guess it's a Call of Cthulhu game, and not a lot of Call of Cthulhu games get made, Jeff. Why do you keep calling me Jeff? Jeff, you've been the co-host of the podcast for a hundred and how many episodes we're at right now. We've never changed co-hosts, Jeff. You know, when you did the hockey thing, I was devastated. But now, this is hurting. What are you talking about, Jeff? You're from Los Angeles. You've always lived in Los Angeles. I met you through Extra Life LA. You've always you moved to Portland recently, Jeff. Like, I I'm not sure what to do. That. You don't care about hockey at all. Why would I talk to you about hockey? I talked to my friend Alex from back east about hockey, who I guess was on the podcast once or twice, but like. Nah, it just, it just didn't work out. Um. Uh. Uh. But I'm not Jeff. Yes, Jeff, you are. You live in Portland. You work in IT. You you have two dogs. Uh, you're Hispanic. You are from Los Angeles originally. I I I don't know what's more Jeff than that. Uh huh. If you were pasty and pale, then you'd be Alex. Who's exceedingly Irish. <laughs> Hearing that statement was fucking hilarious, though. And I realized What's you're funny just, about you're just, that, Jeff? You're, you are messing with my goddamn ham, Charthulu. I don't know what else to call you at this point, but I'll just take the CH. What are you talking about, Jeff? You are being a crazy man, and I don't appreciate being called Jeff. Especially Jeff. when he's not here right now. Jeff, you understand these podcasts don't go out on the internet, right? These are therapeutic to deal with the fact that you think you're someone else. I am your therapist, goddammit. Okay, now I'm confused. This uh, is going in a weird angle It gets now. like this every time, man. You, you think you're famous for some something wicked studios YouTube? What the fuck's a YouTube, by the way? Okay, you're... Uh, um, I don't need to buy this game because I just feel confused. And I feel like this is what it's like. What game, Jeff? I don't know. You're confusing me. I'm scared. It's too early in the morning for me dealing with this kind of change in my life. I guess I'm just now. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 126. Ooh, a scary 126. Yes, it's 
barely important. Yeah, I can't even fucking muster up something for that. Welcome to our yearly annual Halloween cast, horror cast, whatever the fuck we call this thing every year. But it's the first one without Jeff, which makes it scary or less scary because me and Alex are dead inside and don't really care about Halloween, apparently. And I, I think we're both going to sit inside and play Red Dead Redemption on Halloween, probably. So howdy, partner. Welcome to the How Horror Cast and first podcast episode since Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. <laughs> it's going to be terrifyingly spoilerific, probably. So why don't you oh. mosey on down to the next podcast if you don't like spoilers. I'm not even touch- I just can't talk about that game without talking about that game, I guess. Like, I don't know what's spoiled at this point. But yeah, I'm Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, and joined by Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online. Twitter handles, gamer tags, whatever. We'll talk about that stuff later at some point, probably. But yes, welcome! As always with our horror cast, our main topic every year is kind of Halloween-ass stuff or plans for Halloween or gaming stuff we do in October. Jeff's not here, though, this year for the first time, so it's going to be... What did you do? I think I played a scary game. Oh, no, wait, that was Hello Kitty. <laughs> Many apologies for those looking forward to it. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it is a spooky cast. It is just the one before Halloween, and just like uh, Charlie said here, I won't be doing a goddamn thing, more than likely. <laughs> Go to the comment section! Ooh. No, it's boo, because it's comment section. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I missed that one. I was just going, Because it's that also the comment section! <laughs> Yeah, um, we we did have lives in between the previous podcasts, and and did we? we? Can, I probably, maybe I did have some cool stuff going on this weekend, which I'll talk about, or this past week. But uh, I'll let you uh, let you go first. All right, sir? all right. So, because uh, we got an email asking about kind of LA hatred that we haven't had on the podcast for a while, I I had my first real LA commute the entire time I've lived here. In some ways, I had a like hour and a half, two hour commute both ways for three out of five days this week, which sucked. Fucking nice. Yeah, I, I I had some additional training for work. I had to go down like to the airport or down towards near the airport to get to, and I, I I've always been really lucky where it's like ah, I have like a half hour commute tops. It's not that bad. Nah, I. I I I have more sympathy now for people that are like, no, I don't leave my part of town ever. Well, I just used to give endless shit to. Where it's like, okay, that was hell. No, it absolutely is. Especially, yeah. like, I mean, there are people who come from as far up as, like, the Animal Valley every day. Yeah, those people are insane. My uncle used to work at Pepperdine University, and he would go from Palmdale, Lancaster to Malibu every day for his work week to work. Was he also, like, a psycho killer in his free time? Because that's obviously a sign of mental instability, dude. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it worked out because he was able to put one of his kids through uh, Pepperdine University that's completely fair. free. Yeah, if it works, it works. Yep. But, yeah. I mean, he had one of those giant, like, vans that they do, like, the group drive thing. So sure. That makes it he a little bit better. Yeah. But the fact that there are people that come out from that far, does it's just amazing. Like, yeah. When I used to work... um. For uh, what I when I was living in LA, um, I heard of a like a, a, a van pool that would come as far as uh, one of the cities in San Diego County to drive up to LA to work and then go back home to San Diego area. 
like not San Diego, San Diego, okay. but like maybe uh, Chula Vista or something like that. But yeah, like that's the dr- that's that's the drive that people make, and it's insane. Hmm. But you've been christened. You've had your official. Yeah, it's uh, the one upside to it was we were in like an actual office building, which again I did not know existed in LA. Like a cafeteria thing in the basement that one of the days I was there served orange chicken burritos, and that was fucking amazing. That does sound pretty fucking cool, though. Yeah. Huh. That is actually pretty interesting. Yeah. I know, like, um, who is it? Uh, uh, I can't remember. In Pasadena, there's a uh, Pan Express that you do the crazy experimental food. Oh, that's the, the corporate training space of the food lab. Yeah, I, that, yeah. This was different. This was just, like, some dudes, like, bodega thing that also has a kitchen built into it in like the first floor of this office building where it's like yeah so uh my dad is very obviously asian of some kind and my mom is very obviously mexican and this is what the menu is for this week and i'm like holy shit this looks amazing <laughs> i enjoyed your frankenstein lunch sir like i i felt bad that i'm like i'm gonna walk around outside this thing for one day for lunch and then i like check the menu because I came back in and got some Gatorade from him or something like that, and I'm like, why didn't I just come here? Why? <laughs> Kudos on trying out some cool LA Yeah, The fusion is just kind of feel it's like it's been a while since I had real LA I think it was real LA food where it's like yo, it's heritages combined, like the dude was serving Mexican what he, what he was calling Mexican mac and cheese one day which was like Mexican, it was a it was mac and cheese, but then with like a queso layer on top of it, and then like chili powder mixed inside of it, and a bunch of other stuff. I'm like, this is really good. Why isn't this everywhere? Yep, that is fucking legit. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds that sounds delicious. That's yeah. one of the things I miss from not being in LA anymore yep. is finding somebody who's Frankensteining different foods together and yep. just making something that's wonderful every time. Yep. <laughs> a- Any time a restaurant is run by a guy who like actively hates people that take too long to order too i'm immediately a fan mm-hmm. and that was this guy like he like had someone cut someone once so they like they said uh i think okay next person what the fuck do you want i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah watched all of daredevil season three since last podcast it's the best um marvel show netflix has done yet yeah i've heard good things about it's that really show. good uh, there's none of that fucking hand bullshit that plagued the first two seasons. I, it's really kind of weird because they like nerf Daredevil right off the bat. They're like, "Yo, we dropped the building on you, fucker. You can't do all the like absolutely insane ninja shit you were doing at Daredevil season two. That was overpowered and dumb. Mm. We brought you back down to a more believable level. Yeah, I. It's good." Uh, it's got it's got bullseye and it's really cool. Yeah. A lot of cool fight scenes. I I hope they do a season four now because it gets it like it actually felt like the comic books, which was nice. I went to a shit ton of hydroponic stores this week. Why hydroponic stores? Uh so I um I recently invested in a bunch of seeds for various succulent uh, succulent plants so I can grow them because the succulent market of L.A. well decent is not amazing it's pretty kind of like oh it's like these 20 things if you want like the really rare plants you have to go mm-hmm. to nefarious markets to get your hands on them nefarious market like the internet mm-hmm. 
and I have never grown anything. I've never grown any of those from a seed before, and I, one of the things I know from doing God knows what when I was younger is that hydroponic stores are only concerned about selling like UV bulbs and filtration systems and stuff, but they also want to be your one-stop shop to set up your operation. So stuff like seed starters from them is stupid cheap. Mm. Like I think I bought like like I paid fourteen dollars, which was going to cost me like fifty dollars off Amazon, because oh, those wow. places do not give a fuck about anything but like the stuff you actually have to go there to buy easily. And I, I think I went to like five or six hydroponic stores, and like each one was more the stereotype of what a hydroponic store was going to be than the last. And I started off with like one in Pasadena, which is a classy part of town. And the dude, when I walk in, like he's like, "Hi, can I help you?" I'm like, "Yes, you guys sell used um uh, grow lights." Yeah, we sell grow lights. Cool. Where are they? In the grow light section, which is boss. He's asking lots of trick questions. Just so you know, your Discord. Yeah, I I, I, I missed the small part. I, I was not looking to get into the weed business, but now that I know I can legally grow like six plants and. As long as they're for my use, and the government doesn't give a uh, the California no longer gives a fuck. I guess like I I never wanted to prior, but now I'm like, huh? Because I can, I probably still won't. But the option's on the table now. Yeah, the option to be on the table is pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, the grow thing is interesting because I mean it's just so easy now. I guess. So. Yeah. I, it's. Like I, I love the fact that one of the stores I was talking to them about this, they're like, yo, you know, so long as the cops don't show up, you can grow as many plants as you want, so, like, get real cool with your neighbors. I'm like, no! That's that stupid, like, hey, it's only illegal if you get caught. Bullshit. Well, like yeah, that. but... Wow. Why would they tell you? That's a horrible, horrible, like, yeah. hey, it's only illegal if you get caught, bro. Yo, no. it's only illegal if you get caught. I'm aware. I, I, I am aware. Yeah, you know what? Still illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I recommend everyone go into a hydroponic store at least once in their life so they can have that, like, oh my god, I've walked into exactly what I thought this place was going to be. Mm-hmm. And they get real confused when you're trying to use the equipment there for anything but marijuana. It's pretty fucking funny. Well, I figured, like, all the hydroponic shit is just all about hay. It's, it's, it's just farming equipment technically at the end of the day which is why it's like dude you're gonna grow cactuses with this yeah i didn't know you could smoke cactuses i, I i'm not going to i shut up yeah bro wow yep <laughs> all i gotta say is wow yep and before we get to red dead redemption which i played a bunch of this week or since it came out which is like only two days ago i I, I learned something really awesome this week. Mm-hmm. Well, see, so you know how I was super excited about those hippos in that uh, Hitman trailer? And they were in Colombia, and I'm like, huh, why are there hippos in Colombia? Yeah. Well, it turns out there really are hippos in Colombia. What? So, one Pablo Escobar used to have a zoo, and he imported a bunch of hippos to the zoo. Of fucking course. And when, you know, he got arrested and stuff, the the zoo kind of fell into disarray and a bunch of the exotic animals got out. Specifically the hippos. 
And the hippos have been doing what hippos do best, which is murder fools and fuck in the jungle. So I guess there's now an invasive species population of hippos. They've been surviving just fine? Yeah. The hip- what do you think in a Colombian jungle kills a hippo? This is true. I didn't think of that. Like, this is very valid. These are things that swim with alligators. You think a jaguar is looking at that thing going like, I can take that? Uh, that's a valid point. Jesus. Yeah. So when I was speaking to how they were like drug runner hitman hippos, Totally are. That's <laughs> shout out to Hitman for being accurate about that. Yeah, one, though. I, yeah, I, I, I'm reading about this. Stuff, I'm like, oh shit! I'm gonna murder so many people using those hippos. Oh, that oh, are real. Oh, they're gonna use that as an item to kill people in that. Yeah, yes. totally. I've also heard rumors there is a hippo disguise. How? I don't know, like a hat or something. Oh. Be below the water. Like the crocodile hat in uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. That's fucking great. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, probably most important of all, I played a bunch of Red Dead Redemption 2. Which you've also kind of played some of, right Alex? Yeah, a little bit. Mainly uh, watched Mandy play because it was her birthday gift. So. Well, so, want to put the Red Dead Redemption talk on hold till you get through your week? Because um, we can go on that one. It's not just one of us playing one game for a change. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can, we can, yeah, we can pause it for now. Yeah, let's do your week, yeah. then we'll talk Red Dead before the news. Because I, I have thoughts. <laughs> not all of them are good. Ah, really? This is intriguing, though. Yes. I, I, I want to see how you, what you have to say about this. Yeah. One. And yeah, I guess we can, we can hold off on it until then. Um, so I guess I'll talk about my week. Um, so I... I well, well, you already said we'll hold off Red Dead, but um, so it was my girlfriend's birthday this week, and so we decided to do a little bit of a few, kind of a few touristy things, I guess. So, um, we kind of explored a little bit more of Portland, and we finally, finally went to Voodoo Donuts. And what you mean that fancy LA donut chain? Yeah, the fancy LA donut chain. Oh, Universal. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I know they opened one up there, but I went to uh, I guess Voodoo Two, which is their non-touristy one. Gotcha. That they have in Portland, so it's not the you know they're originally from Portland, right? Oh, I know. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very aware of that. So headed down there, they have some pretty cool donuts. It was all right. It was not bad. Although I have gotten the the info on the local spot that people really like to go to, and it's not Voodoo Donuts and it's not Blue Star. It's a nice little donut shop in Sandy called uh, Joe's Donuts. That's the spot you go to. Apparently, that spot's pretty fucking legit. I've actually had a few of their things, and they're pretty damn good. Is Blue Star the place that makes like a donuts for adults that cost like ten dollars a donut or something? Probably. Yeah. It's trying to compete with like Voodoo and all that, and so they. I mean, they compete. They do all right, but I mean, if you want like a legit, really, really good donut, Joe's Donuts in Sandy is fucking legit. So. But Voodoo was cool. It was nice to finally try it out and check it out. I like the the ambiance and everything, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then my girlfriend and I just kind of hung out around the area. Um, her sister flew in for her birthday, so we all kind of just hung out and did stuff. And and then it leads to a neighbor update. Dun, dun, dun. Neighbor dun, dun, dun. update, part three. Alex 
Don't engage your neighbors ever again, you idiots. <laughs> so, here's what the update is with my neighbor. So, remember I told you I heard random noises? Smacking, like, or like a random thud noises? or Yeah, like she was banging on the knocking. walls or something, yeah. Yeah. Well, it turns out she was, in fact, hitting the ceiling with a broom. I was right? Yeah. You want to know how I know she that it confirmed 100%? She put the broom through the ceiling? No. She's been writing to our property manager everything, including admitting that she's been smacking our ceiling with her broom. <laughs> I mean, your floor with her broom. Yeah, well. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying, though. That in-between part. She's been smacking her ceiling to hit our floor. Yes, that, that's how it works, yes. Yes. So, she's been admitting everything she's doing in written form to the property manager. I don't have to present any evidence. She's providing all the evidence for me. She's written that she talked about hearing us rolling in her sleep. She talked about that she put the note on our door. She has admitted everything to the property manager. And the property manager is sick of her shit. Which is fucking hilarious. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to submit any evidence because she's, she's doing it for me. So I thought that what was What does she think hilarious. the end game is at this point? I don't know. I think that somehow she'll think she's right and that we'll get, like, a warning. But, like, she's already, the property manager has already told me, you guys are just living your life. You're fine. I'm going to go ahead and submit all this stuff to upper management, and they're going to issue her an official violation. Because at this point now, it is harassment. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, neighbor downstairs is a How old moron. is this woman? She's not super old, but not super young. Like, she's maybe in her 40s. Oh, like, so. I want to guess. Like, uh, I, 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 I feel bad saying this, but kind of like part of me almost imagines she's like, I'm going to write an open letter to this, and I'm in the right because this annoys me. But she doesn't seem old enough to not understand the world, like, doesn't give a fuck what you think. Yep. Ah, fuck. This is. This is bringing back so many memories of all my truly terrible neighbors I had in my old place. Mm hmm. <clears throat> like that. The flip side of it was, like, I, I was the annoying neighbor in that case, except I was in the right. Where it was like, please stop playing. It's like, don't aim your karaoke machine at the floor at 2 a.m. in the morning. Or, like, don't, like, accidentally smash out your windows at 3 a.m. in the morning and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Man. This, uh, this neighbor has been something. Like, is she being weird in the hallways to you guys? <laughs> like... Like, what is the passive version of this? Like, because I, I know what's going on. She's, like, banging on the ceiling, and she's, like, sending messages being, like, I am inconvenienced! But, like, is she, like, hang out by your door and, like, like matches at you in addition to that or something? Um, no. Not really. Like, she just doesn't... We don't really talk to her that much. Fair. At all, really. Nor should you, because you're neighbors. Yeah. So... Don't don't talk to her much. I mean, I might say hi every once in a while, but that's it. Now, like, if we both get home at the same time, we just kind of wait to see who goes in the apartment first, and the next person goes. <laughs> I, I, I feel genuinely terrible for you because, like, this isn't funny, except it's fucking hilarious because I'm not the one going through it. But, like, this is one of those things, like, in the past, it's like, oh, what's the worst that could happen? 
she gets evicted, then she breaks into your apartment. It's like, I live here now. It doesn't happen. I've seen it happen. Yeah. I, I'm i terrified that it'll get, like, somewhere worse. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe look up what the rules for restraining orders are in your neck of the woods. Like, that's that's the nuclear option, but there's a certain point where it's like, if she is, like, dumb enough, bold enough, like, so sure she's gonna win this one that she's like, I'm gonna document every dumbass thing I've done. That is some chutzpah at that. I'm not sure what, like, what the right word is. That is some testicular fortitude I have never possessed in my entire life. Yeah, no, I... I... I just don't know, man. Like, we tried being nice and we thought we were being dicks. Never be nice to your neighbors. Never be nice to your neighbors. Like, be pleasant, be cordial, but, like, never be nice. Like, don't be actively a dick, but there's nothing to be gained by them thinking you can, like, be approached at any time. Mm. I know that sounds like a shitty thing to say, but especially from a place where it's like, oh, we got brought a pie by our neighbor. Like, that's nice. We're not in Kansas. Like, you, you live in a city still. Yeah, it's Portland. It's fucking weird. But, like, city people are terrible. And, yeah, like, I know three people in my old building. And, like, it was like, hi, you've lived here almost as long as I have. So I know you. Mm-hmm. We hung out outside once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I'm just. Yeah. So, pretty much that's where we're at right now. Yeah. But nothing else has really changed. Best of luck on that one. Looks like the extra awkward. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> we shall see Yeah. what happens. But, yeah. No, I'm just, um, I'm intrigued what her endgame is. Because I don't think she knows. As long as it's still intrigued. I've been in situations where it went from intrigued to, like, Okay, I'm gonna walk across the room now and wait for the broom. <laughs> well, she can she can hit the broom all she wants. All she is is providing more evidence that she's harassing us. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> not a good look. So yeah, yeah. So uh, other than that, everything else is okay. Yeah. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, let's talk a little Red Dead Redemption. Okay, so I suspect I am farther than you and Mandy have gotten. So. What's happened? So I don't like blow too many spoilers up for you, and I, the stuff I want to talk about is stuff I can talk about without necessarily going into something spoilerific. But yes, we're we're gonna talk about Red Dead Redemption. If you're still going, like I don't have the game yet, I don't want to know stuff. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can go ahead and you can go ahead and kind of just go into it. Don't worry about me too much. Okay. Like, uh, uh, are you in the first or second chapter? Um, I think she's still in the first. Okay, is it still snowing? Uh, when I last saw, yes. Okay, that's the first chapter. Yeah, so, uh, it's weird. So this game is very much broken into chapters, and I suspect every chapter is accompanied by a campsite location change, and I fucking love the first chapter. I, I think it's a really kind of very cool, deliberate, maybe a little bit too long tutorial segment like that entire thing is tutorial segment and like one of the weirdest pro tips i can give people is until a game says hey you have to deal with the system now don't try dealing with that system uh there's a bunch of like scripted events in that that are like hey 
you don't have to deal with the health with the um, food mechanic until we say, hey, you feel the food mechanic now. Oh, really? Which I didn't know about, and so I wasted a bunch of food trying to do things, and the game was like, actually, no, now it's your problem. That's kind of an interesting way to do it. Yeah, it's... So you're not necessarily playing this, you're watching it more. Have you picked up on how deliberately slow the pacing is? Um, I... Probably a little bit, not too much, but yeah. Yeah, so like that first segment is five hours long, I think was what someone told me. And it could be an hour long if they like really sped some shit up or something. But that's not what they're doing. They're this is a deliberately slow plotting start to a game. When you get to the second chapter, it kind of continues that. Like it's the game spends its time unveiling and like showing you like, hey, here's some stuff. And here's some more stuff, and here's some mechanics we've hinted at but are now a thing. Like I like you can name your horses and you can have like a stable and shit. Like I just got a horse I like. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy with her. She's an awesome horse, and I like I like big horses. Not this small ass horse for me. <laughs> so does like do the horses make a big big difference? Yeah, they there? do. Uh, the big horses handle worse, but I think they handle better as a result. Mm-hmm. They like it's weird. They have like a wider turning radius, which I find more enjoyable to play as. The big horses handle more like the horses from. Red Dead Redemption 1. The new horses, I suspect, handle more like horses of their, like, scaled size would handle, but I don't like how they handle, and I want a big horse as a result. The big horses also take way more damage. Hmm. Yeah, and they look like big horses. I, 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 I like the image of Arthur Morgan rolling around on a Clydesdale, which is basically what I have. It's dumb, but I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I, it's Hmm. I, yeah, no, I, like I said, I, I guess I have to go far. off on this. Like, this game is amazing. Like, it's it, it is a showcase in like the artistry that can go into a video game. Like, it, it's it, it's absolutely the game you point to when people go, "Are video games art?" Like, Red Dead Redemption's like menu system for how you buy stuff in shops should mm-hmm. be the first fucking thing you point to. And like, it's weird because this game is. St- Stupid impressive, but maybe it goes a little bit too far. Maybe a little too far, really. This intrigues me. Go on. Like there's just some, I there's just a certain level of detail with this that like I I can just see the obscene number of man hours that go into some of these things happening. Like so, uh, when you get to shops in the game. You can browse through the store, and all the fucking stuff you can buy in that store is on store shelves. That's really cool. Or you can go to the catalog, which I expect to be like a pop-up menu, but no, it's a real fucking in-game catalog with, like, fake ads and page-turning mechanics and an index, and, like, it's super fucking cool it's there. Mm -hmm. It is so unnecessary that it's there. But it's really cool, but also, like, because it's fucking flipping pages, part of me is like, nah, I'd prefer just a fucking shitty-ass menu to this, because that'd be faster. Well, I mean, I, I think for, the, for like, for kind of the art and, and diving into that, I think that's pretty cool. Oh, it's cool. super cool. I, I just think occasionally this game gets in its way when it comes to being a video game. Like, this thing, like, 
this thing is in some ways the most immersive game I've ever played. Like, where lots of survival games have, I think, kind of their focus is survival mechanics and the survival mechanics don't quite work. Like, this game has survival mechanics. Like, you have to eat, you have to sleep, you have to kind of keep your health up, and different food does that. Eat too often, and you'll get fat. Like, you don't have to actually ever engage with these systems, but you'll wind up with this just fucking emaciated-looking Arthur Morgan that's a visual feedback on, like, you don't have to care about the core system, which is your health, your dead eye, and your um, stamina. But you're going to because you don't want to be walking around as a cowboy skeleton. Which is what the game will do to you if you don't engage with the eating mechanics. And as a result, I'm super engaged with them. And because they do yield real game benefits, but at the same time, I wish I could turn them off. Because I don't care about that part of the game. Like, I, it's, it's possible for Arthur to lose his hat. And it's like his hat just magically comes back. You have to go physically pick that up or... Things I found out after I'd stopped playing after a big chunk of time to go to bed, your horse, like, they recognize this was enough of a problem that your horse saddle is a source of getting your hat back. Because it's possible just to lose a hat for, like, six hours, which happened to me. And I'm like, man, I fucking hate Arthur Morgan without a hat. <laughs> like, it's really cool the hat can get punched off. At the same time, I don't want the hat to get punched off because I have to go fucking find it then and sometimes the game will make like picking your hat back up an objective but like i got attacked by a mountain lion at one point and knocked my hat off and it killed me and i could not find my way back to where that mountain lion attacked me so i couldn't find my hat and i had no fucking way and i didn't know you could just get your hat back from your horse so i'm like man do i have to go buy a hat now or something so i then killed a guy and took his hat because I got sick of looking at Arthur Morgan's shitty-ass hair. It's good-looking hair. I just think it's had a dumb hairstyle. And I can't change it yet. <laughs> oh. That, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, that's... The, like the, the character customization in this game is amazing. You, you can do chops. Like, his beard grows at a believable rate. Uh, it's, like, the, the first time you change the, his appearance, you're like, holy shit. There's so many options, like, I, and they understand, like, hey, this is a cowboy game. Weirdos like Charlie want to have Arthur Morgan running around a black duster, and I'm like, you're so fucking right, game. That's exactly what I want. And it's just there, but the game never says it's there. Mm -hmm. And, like, so in the first segment, you're wearing a winter coat. When you come down off the mountains into, like, the nice area of the second chapter, a pop-up says, hey... You're too warm. Change your clothing. They've always been really good about that. No, they haven't. This is like, when was the last time they did this? Well, that's true. Like San that Andreas of... was the last time they did something like this, and it was kind of a train wreck in that game. And, like, this game is, like, everything Rockstar has been, like, toying with over various iterations of shit. And it's, it's fucking impressive. I also just kind of hate parts of it where it's like it's the Zelda situation where like it's a better version of that like degrading system they had in uh what's it what the what was the most recent Zelda game I didn't like uh Breath of the Wild Breath of the Wild it's, it's far more manageable which is like the biggest kudos I can give but like my beef with this game is the same beef I had with 
Zelda, except they justify and make the system so easy to deal with. But I'm like, eh, it's part of the game. I'll deal with it. And the fact that it's not mandatory. Like, it's the, if you don't want to engage with the, with the core systems, you don't have to. The game will, like, not be harder, but engaging with them does make the game a little bit easier. It's, like, every mission has side objectives. It's, I, I, I'm not doing main story beat missions. I'm just kind of having fun going on and hunting. Like, hunting in the first game, stupid easy. Hunting in this game is a slow time-consuming, disappointing exercise in the most, like, man, this is what it was like to hunt for deer, isn't it? As somebody who's done it, I'm like, yeah, hunting for deer sucks. And it's not like the first game you can just, like, fucking murder deer and have a good use for them. You have to put that deer on the back of your horse and bring it back to civilization and be like, yo, I got a deer, who wants it? Yeah, it's... Like, so much of this game I like, but also so much of this game, I'm like, Man, this is barely a video game anymore. Like it's the, I I think it's like it's weird because I think I I remember loving Red Dead Redemption One. I am loving Red Dead Redemption Two, but every once in a while I'm like, man, I wish they just had the same system for Red Dead Redemption One for this because I don't want this level of realism. I think like this is the first game I've played in a long time where it's like, man, this maybe is too much realism, and the game is gorgeous, so it's like horrifying realism. Like, some people found the skinning mechanic in the first game uncomfortable. Do not mm. skin anything in this game. The skinning mechanic in this game is, like, borderline nightmare fuel, potentially. Like, it shows you tendon and bone and everything that'd be under a skin you get to see, and it's done slowly because skinning is a slow, deliberate-ass process. It's cool, but god damn it, why would you bother doing this? <laughs> You could have had this game out a year ago, I think, if you didn't do some of this stuff. And, like, it's super awesome they're doing this, but, like, it's the, like, to what end? Like, no one's asking for this, I think, and it's super cool you're doing this, but god damn, man. This might be too much. I never thought I'd hear that it's, like, too much, really, it's, for a game. Like, it's, it's almost oppressive how many options you have. Like, the fact that, like, the aim button is also your interact button, and you can literally interact with everyone and almost everything. Like, I have pet nine or ten different dogs in that game to the point where they, like, know it's me. Like, hey, it's you! And, like, I, you can play Arthur Morgan as a dick. You can play him as kind of this, like, misunderstood cowboy character. I'm kind of playing him somewhere in the middle where, like, he doesn't actively go to his way to be a dick, but I shot a dude for a hat because I couldn't find a hat. And that felt canon for my version of Arthur Morgan. And it's like, you got a cool hat. <laughs> like, I did a bounty hunting mission and spent the entire ride back from that just beating on the dude because he kept starting to talk. And I'm like, nah, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. I, like, initially, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about Arthur Morgan, but the more I've gotten to play as Arthur Morgan, I'm like, man, I fucking dig Arthur Morgan. This guy is like, he, he's the polar opposite to John Marston, who is a man who wants to do good but can't because circumstances. Arthur Morgan's, like, way too comfortable with who he is. He's like, fuck it, I'll kill some people, whatever. I've killed before. <laughs> I don't want to have to kill you, but I will. Let me make sure you understand my threats. I will kill you. What if I, I will kill you? Yeah, it's... The game's amazing, and also, like, too much at the same time. Like, it and maybe I'll soften on this topic as I play more of the game, but, like, 
I got done playing last night around like midnight. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it was mm. just like I need to talk to someone about this game because like I, I I'm loving this game, but God, some of these details you look at it and go like, this was four people for months getting this down, and it's cool that this is here, but this does not need to be here. We are not here with video games yet, except apparently we are. I think we've always kind of been at that point where, I mean... No, like, this is that much of a jump. Like, you'll get to the first real town and stuff, and just the number of mechanics that suddenly you now have access to, it is... Goddamn. Yeah. Like, it's... Like, you haven't, you have not experienced the cleanliness mechanic yet. Like, I got in a brawl at one point, I got covered in mud. It's a scripted brawl, but, like, I've been in brawls since then where I got covered in mud and had to go seek out a bath. Huh. And there's a whole bath mechanic. It's not like he just walks in and takes a bath. No, you sit in a bath with, like, bubbles and shit, and there's dialogue, and you can hire a sexy lady to come bathe you and shit. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is a thing I believe would be in the Wild West. And you have to, like, bathe certain parts of you separately, and Morgan's got fucking dialogue to go if the lady's there, where it's like, so, you do this often? You're like, yep, <laughs> I could imagine this. Like, this is the small talk you would make if you had, like, some stranger fucking bathing you. Yeah. I, that, yeah. <laughs> I've not found prostitutes yet, but because there's a lady who helps you bathe, and it's super sexual, I'm saying there's prostitutes in the game, and you can have some version of sex with them. Like, in some ways, the bathing is far more sexual than any prostitutes have been in any Rockstar game so far. And it's way more innocent. We would be like, like, man, this is like an intimate moment between a stranger and like someone who's just like, man, this is my first bath in weeks. Like, there's a whole horse husbandy mechanic. As you bond with your horse, you can do dressage stuff, where you can like do that weird ass prancing, which on my giant ass horse looks weird. But like, anytime my horse and me do something, I make a point of feeding her and petting her and brushing her down, like after a long ride. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm like, it's my horse and I care about it. And I'm like, yeah, but why? Because I want the horse <laughs> to be happy. It's a horse in a video game. Yeah, it's a horse in a video game. I want to have happy. Shit. <laughs> There's so many layers that you're having fun with this here. Yeah. I, like, and the weirdest part for me is there's a character in the game I would rather be playing as. Than Arthur Morgan, because he is a motherfucking cool ass character. Like your entire gang and the people you travel with are some unbelievably developed, interesting characters. And, and like no, and it's not just because he has the same name as me, but like the character of Charlie is someone I want there to be DLC for. And anytime he wants to talk, I'm like fucking yes. I need to know more about your crazy ass origin story, man. He teaches you to bow hunt at one point, like. Dude is cool, unbelievably cool. He's a half-black, half-Native American dude who's, like, good with the ladies and shit. It's like, man, you are such an interesting character. I wish I was playing as you. But also, Arthur Morgan's an amazing character who also falls into the victim of outlaw open-world game where it's like, yo, he's a bad person. who's like, Very is a bad person, but he cares about horses and writes in a diary and, like, tips his hat at the ladies to be polite and shit. and. Like, has moments where he's like, man, I wish I had a woman. I understand why I don't, because I've killed a lot of people, but, like, eh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost, like, oppressive just how much is in this game. And it's amazing. 
but like you feel the weight of this game on you, which I, I, I get the impression I'm not that I, I'm not far in the game yet. Like I've very deliberately been just kind of tooling around, playing around the open world stuff, helping out the camp, hunting down bounties, like getting a good horse, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just hunting game because I could and selling its pelts. Like, I, I have my ammo system, I think, fully upgraded. I haven't even like. I'm at the first chapter. It's like, no, no, I need more ammo for my um, shotguns and uh, repeaters because those are the two guns I use the most. <laughs> I uh-huh. need that shit. Shotguns when I'm bear hunting, repeaters for everything else, and bows for hunting. But I'm getting ahead of myself some. Like, I, it's, so I, I, I went into full media blackout before this game came out, and I've lifted it some just to come back. Okay, I'm far enough in. I don't think anyone's going to like spoil in a traditional sense, any part of this game for me that I care about. Like, it's the... I know how this game ends. I've played Red Dead Redemption, the sequel to this game, technically. Like, the the events... like, And I can kind of see where this game is going to go because I know the story of Red Dead Redemption and, like, the characters of Red Redemption are in this fucking game with a lot of prevalency. Like, John Marston is just kind of yucking it up around and your character kind of actively doesn't like John Marston for very specific reasons that I think are Arthur liked John Marston's wife and she wanted picking Marston. Uh, it's a very human reason, too. Like, it's... It, there's lots of stuff, but... Yeah, so... I, it's weird because you, one of the main characters is Dutch, and Dutch is kind of the villain of Red Dead Redemption 1. And... So... The story of Red Dead Redemption 2 is Robin Hood, if Robin Hood was kind of an annoying intellectual who like was big into the kind of communist, everyone's equal idea, and also was kind of addicted to being an outlaw. Because mm-hmm. the backdrop for the game is always kind of this, we're getting enough money so we can go buy some land and be free. Except, you keep having opportunities to make I don't know, probably enough money. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is what ties um, Red Dead Revolver to Red Dead Redemption because they keep making reference to a boat job that went really badly in Red Dead and at like right before this game started. And a big kind of plot point in Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Revolver, is a boat job that goes terribly. But uh, it's, yeah, like I... Yeah, it, they had a big score coming in that could have been that, but it, it went wrong in a variety of ways. But also, Arthur, one of the other gang guys, was working on like another far safer, just as lucrative, but it wasn't as cool job that wasn't kind of like as immediate. It's it's very interesting because like it's the you're playing a gang, you're playing as a character in a gang that's after its peak, like it's it's on a decline. Life has gotten harder for everyone. Times are bad, like they've lost their luck, I think is a phrase they use at one point, and it's a story of decay and rot and everything falling apart around you as you go, and like that weird theme exists through the entire game. Like This game is as much a story of Arthur Morgan as it is the death and kind of rotting out and decay of this idea that the West was free, because this game is about the West not being free anymore, kind of civilization coming for the west slowly over the course of the game yeah well i remember and dialogue in the game they talk about like that like that that about and decay east. feel infests every part of the game in just a like beautifully deliberate way like it makes sense you have to eat because humans decay without food like it's 
your guns decaying require kind of maintenance and upgrade. Like they won't ever break on you, but a well-maintained gun works a hell of a lot better than a not so well-maintained gun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's about maintaining what you have while you can, because every, you just see everything falling apart. And like, I've had kind of this like, Oh, we're getting like, get to know your gang. Here are some stories about them. Like get to know them, et cetera, et cetera. And like, Everyone, like with some exceptions, is a shadow of who they used to be. Like I think this guy, I wish I could remember his name. It was like Rodin or something, Rodeo. I he's a con man, but he's a con man who like got out, and because he's a con man, got back in because he can't help himself. And they've implied he was married, and his wife died. I think she got killed by a bear because he's got some beef with a bear. Uh, it's yeah, I, I it's. It's an amazing game that, like, it's the things will probably definitely change. I suspect, like, like little dumb things. Like, I, I within the first three hours, I had a weird technical glitch where I was, like, playing dominoes with someone. Maybe it was, like, the first six hours. And their character model just vanished for a chunk of time. Or if I was offered a tree. Like, this game is not perfect. It's not free of open-world weirdnesses. But they're not as bad as Skyrim, and a lot of them don't matter. And, like... Like where, where people are like, oh, Skyrim is so detailed. No, Skyrim is full of things. This game is detailed, like obnoxiously so. If you see a dresser that has three drawers on it, you can open all three drawers, and you have to to loot that dresser. And it's a button prompt for every single fucking drawer, which is nuts, but also unbelievably cool. Like, if you're running when you hit a door, you slam it. If you're walking, you open it kind of casually. Like, it's just some of the stuff. And people react to that. Like, if you're walking around covered in, like, horse shit and mud, people are like, ah. But my freshly shaved Arthur Morgan's like, how you doing? People are like, that's a fine upstanding <laughs> gentleman who killed that guy for a hat. Like, the number of witnesses I've tracked down and either cold-blooded, murdered, or intimidated into their silence because they witnessed me doing some crime. I followed a witness all the way back from the wilderness to a town, and they they almost got there, except they got killed by a mountain lion. I, I, I watched a dude who, like, I said hi to get kicked in the face by a horse and die at one point, and then I took his money and sold his horse, because I'm like, ah, fuck it, whatever. He's dead, who cares? I, yeah, I, yeah, I, it's, it's an unbelievably impressive game. Like, I, I I don't think the shooting feels as good as it could. Uh, it's the horse riding takes a little bit of time to get used to again. Good God, is that left um, L two in the case of my PS four just doing like all of the lifting everywhere? Like it's an amazing game. That like it's weird when you run into a guy. It's the okay, yeah, this is still fucking Rockstar's third person shooting controls, which are really good, which are good, but they could be better. Uh-huh. And for a game like this, maybe should be better. But it doesn't matter because, like, holy shit, this game is beautiful and impressive. But also, like, when it breaks, it breaks hard and weird-ass shit happens. And I, I, there's some deliberate choices I don't agree with. Like, if the if your, your horse can be out of range to be summoned, which, again, realism totally makes sense. From a gameplay fun perspective, I killed a guy to take his horse so I could go find my horse at one point. Kind of sucky. So, you can let me let me that that statement was great. You killed a man to take his horse so you could find your horse. Yeah, horse. Yeah, or your horse. Yeah, because it was out of range, and 
I'd wandered off and forgot to call it to me while I was hunting. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And somehow that's just glorious to think about. That's that game. That, that, that's, that is what that game is. Like, it's the... It is full of choices that I super respect that they made and are interesting to see implemented in a game, but I'm not sure if you asked me, like, hey, should we do this? I'd have said yes, because, like, they get in the way of fun a little bit, but at the same time, I'm having a shit ton of fun with this game. Like, mm-hmm. the, the level of role-playing as Arthur Morgan I am doing because, like, I'm making hard decisions as Arthur Morgan was like, oh, I could walk all the way back there. Or... Hey, partner. Yeah, bang! <laughs> yeah. It's a real good game. Yeah. 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 No, it's, I, it's, I look forward to diving into like, it more. It, it's super fucking impressive. Like, and I don't know if it's good yet. It's just unbelievably impressive. Like, it's the... Like, I just got done playing Spider-Man, which is an amazing open-world game, and now I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2, and... It's not an open world game. It's a realized world that's also a video game. Like it's it, it's gone beyond open world at this point, I think. Like it's the comparing this game to even like previous Red Dead Redemption games or other world games doesn't do it justice. Like it's it, it's just fucking impressive. Like horrifyingly so. And I guess kind of like it's the more stuff has come out since we talked about kind of the whole crunch thing last week where, like, it paints this game in a real weird light because I, I, I can look at stuff in this game and go, like, yeah, someone probably worked, like, 60 hours for an entire month to make this shit happen, and that sucks, but also, like, holy fucking shit. So, what was the que- there was a question I wanted to go with you right now here. Um, still holds your attention? Oh, gonna... yeah, no, I, I cannot wait to go back to playing it today. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I will say this, like, I don't feel addicted to it when I'm playing it. I'm absolutely playing it. Like, no Netflix on, no nothing. I'm just in that game. But, like, when when I walk away from it, I'm kind of glad to walk away where it's like, okay, yeah, I get to stop being Arthur Morgan for a while. I get to go, like, I get to, go to bed now. Like, huh, I'm tired. Mm. The weight of choices are weighing down on me. It's, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, it, it's super fun to play, except when I'm like, this is a choice I don't agree with, but like, also, it's a choice, it's not like lazy game design, it's the, no, we're intentionally doing this, because it goes along with this, like, a slavish devotion to semi-realism they made this game in, and like, the game's still a video game at certain points, like, Arthur Morgan can take a lot of bullets, you've got Matrix Vision, occasionally. But at the same time, like, I hunted those rabbits so I could make a camp and cook them because I needed food. Yeah, I, it's a lot of fun. I, it's, I'm really enjoying playing it. But, like, I, I guess, like, unlike Destiny Forsaken, where I feel compelled to play more of it, I kind of want to play this one let it unfold. Like, it was the odds. Oh, it's going like, to eat the rest of my year. Nah, this is a game I think you can balance other games around because, like, two to three hours of it is amazing. Like, eight hours, I'm sure, is also amazing. But, like, you don't feel an urge to burn through it because the game is like, nah, take your time, relax, go hunting for two hours. It's fine. Do it. Whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, 
I, I I'll see if I have a similar experience. I look forward to diving into. Yeah, it I, and... I I suspect you'll be kind of watching it more than playing it. So I'm kind of curious what your reactions to it will be because it's I've never quite played anything like this so deliberately paced. Where like I I have played games with bad pacing before. This game has pacing I don't necessarily agree with, but it's very intentional and very effective, so it's not bad. I just occasionally wish the pace was a little bit faster, but at the same time, I don't feel pressured to pursue the story like a crazy person right now. So, I don't know. I, yeah, it, it's very intentional. Hmm. Yeah. I just wish there was a toggle to, like, don't lose my hat. Or respawn my hat after 100 feet or something. <laughs> it's dumb stuff like that, where it's like, I... I, I, I get it, but also, like, why? I love that the hat thing really upsets you. Yeah, I, it really does, because it's incredibly inconvenient occasionally, and I murdered a dude for his hat! Because I couldn't stand looking at Arthur Morgan's, like, greasy, I've been on the trail for five days hair anymore, and I'm like, man, I need a hat. He's got a hat. I had a hat when I came in, I put it on the rack, I'll have a hat when I go out or I'll break somebody's <laughs> back. Like, but at the same time, like I super care about Arthur Morgan's hat because it's Arthur Morgan's hat and it's Arthur Morgan's horse. And I'm like, man, that's my horse you're you're fucking with. I'm gonna murder. <laughs> like I think some dude is trying to steal my horse at one point, or I just shot some dude that was messing with my horse. I don't know which, but I feel no remorse either way. Yeah, no, you fit into the West quite nice with your uh. Yeah, that, that, that's Red Dead Redemption. Outlaw too, ways over fucking. Hats. You know what's funny though? It just makes me realize there's there's a decision that Mandy had made when she was playing the game. Uh-huh. Uh she was beating up a dude and interrogating the guy. Did she beat him to death it, too? Uh yeah, she yeah. took him out. You want to fucking do that because that dude like knocked your hat off and got the jump on you and fucking killed that woman's husband and shit. Like, yeah, you you beat that dude to death. You could choke him or you could spare him. Like you could give him an easy death, but nah, you mash that circle and beat his brains in with your knuckles. Like a man! Yeah, and then at this point it says choke or spare. And before or beat. she could finish. Yeah, she just choked him out. Killed. Oh, you can punch him to death. You can keep punching him till he dies. What? That's also a. You like can a third keep option? hitting the circle button and punch him. And that's what I did in that circumstance. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, you don't get to die clean, motherfucker. You knocked my hat off and tried to kill me. Get knuckled! Jeez. Yeah. He is not the first person I've beat to death with my bare hands either. Like, that choke button might as well not exist. My version of Arthur Morgan will spare your life or leave you a headless, bloody corpse. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah, because like once I'm in that mode and I'm just mashing that circle button, I ain't stopping for like, oh, spare him or choke him out. Nah! Got the rage! <laughs> like I wish there were like brass knuckles in the game to add to that sensation and there might be I don't know but my version of Arthur Morgan totally has brass knuckles in the back of his mind maybe they don't exist yet in history but he's like man if only I could get some metal around this hand to make beaten fools to death a little bit easier yeah hmm. that's Red Dead Redemption yeah <laughs> It's a video game, I think. Yeah, I like 
Arthur Morgan's a cool dude too. I don't dislike Arthur Morgan. I think the best description I've heard of him though is like some is like Chris Pine or something cosplaying the Marlboro Man. And yep, that's absolutely what that fucking character is. Unless I'm playing it, that's like B.J. Blaskowitz from Wolfenstein, the new ones, cosplaying the Marlboro Man. Like fuck, there's two rival. There's one rival gang in that game that like you'll encounter people from it at random. And I make a point of murdering them in cold blood every time I come across them because they tried to kill me once. But I will totally help that lady on the side of the road who lost her horse. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure more on Red Dead Redemption as I play through and Alex plays through just because, like, there's just a lot to unpack there. So fucking much to unpack. Like, goddamn. <laughs> News? Yeah, I think so. Although I think our sec- our Halloween cast has definitely been the Red Dead Redemption cast. I think I made that warning at the top of this. Yeah, but it's good. It's good. It's it's nice to hear you excited over stuff like this. I don't even know what I am like. I it's, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also like, man, why'd they make this choice? Like every single one of my complaints is not a they fucked up. It's a this is not the choice I'd make in the circumstance. But at the same time, like. The game also wants me to be a much more virtuous Arthur Morgan than I'm being. But at the same time, it's like, no, you're not John Marston, who's kind of like, ma'am, I don't fuck with prostitutes. And John Morgan's like, I'll get a hand job in a bathtub. What of it? I'll be a pimp for five minutes. What else? <laughs> no, there's a mission where you drive the ladies into town to do some hoeing. And I, really? I, and I beat down a dude who's like trying to shake one of the women down. I'm like, what the fuck are you up to with my woman? She don't work for you. News! 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 We don't have a ton of news this week because it's. Uh, not to go back to Red Dead, but the news has been clogged with like things to do in the first six hours of Red Dead Redemption and like variety of impression pieces and a, a variety of topics on how, like, okay, yeah, maybe some of the rumors about Rockstar doing crazy hours are true. And before we get to our full news, more stuff has come out since we talked last week on that whole kind of crunch topic that a lot of stories from older Rockstar that, yeah, are pretty deplorable and some stories from newer Rockstar that aren't so great. Like, I, I want to clarify, we're not saying employee abuse is good. Like, fucking make sure you're getting something out of your crazy-ass hours, but at the same time, like, make sure you're doing okay, man. Like, your, your, your life is not your job. Maybe it shouldn't be. And, like, no video game is worth some of the stories that have come out in the last week of just, like, crazy-ass hour abuse. But, yeah, you have enough out there being like, it's fine, but also, I don't know. We're, neither of us work for Rockstar, and I, I could imagine a game like Red Dead takes a giant toll on those who work there, because holy shit. But another news! The first trickle of Destiny 3 rumors has begun! Oh, go on. Hey, there's probably going to be a Destiny 3, surprising not really anyone. But it also appears that Guardians may get Dark Powers or Darkness Powers in the next one, which, again, doesn't super surprise anyone, but I don't know. I'm not sure I can ever want a, th- a fourth subclass. There was also the idea there might be PvE versus P- uh, player zones, kind of like Gambit, I guess. But again, it's mm. not clear what the hell that might mean. That I- There's not a lot of news on this, just... That we're finally starting to have some of this shit come out, and they're coming from sources that have been pretty reputable in the past, and I guess one of the keys planets might be Europa. Or moons, I guess? What is Europa? 
Europe was the moon, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Guardians using darkness? Okay. Yeah, I... It's only a matter of time. Like, there's a bunch of rumors we were going to get darkness powers in Destiny 2 that haven't come mm-hmm. to fruition, but I think, like, for... De- uh, based on the release schedule for these games, I... Destiny 3 might be the last game. You think that'll be the last one? Is I, that their contract? Because I know... Don't they have, like, a contract for X amount of games they need to release? I don't know if it's contract PS4 for games thing? or years. Um, ah. So, the first game, it wasn't clear if Destiny 1 was supposed to be only two years or three years, but got three years of support. I don't know if Destiny 2 is going to get two or three years of support, but so, at a minimum, that puts us at five years of Destiny. Mm-hmm. If I was Bungie, and I'm not, I might start trying to make Destiny 3 the kind of, quote, final Destiny, and then transition into a, for the next five years, because you've kind of... If you just make Forsaken 2 and have the game kind of pick off at that point for how you're doing missions and the weapon system and stuff like it's the all of the major kinks you might release a fourth Destiny for, I think have been fixed. It's just about stories at that point. So the idea of Destiny 3 being the last one and then it being like four years of big DLC expansions or something, that makes more sense to me, I guess, than Destiny 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. And you also get people like me that are like, but what about my character from Destiny when you can finally go like, shut up, we're only doing three of these, like, your character is the same character from here on out, which I would like at this point, but yeah. I don't know. It's just leaks and rumors, nothing has been confirmed or even like said by Bungie in any official capacity or even unofficial capacity, so yeah. Moving on from that, uh, what if I told you, Alex, that the most popularly created fan character in Soul Calibur VI was joining the official roster as an official character? Wait. Oh, yeah, I saw that! Yeah, so, to be the, um, I think, like, literally the most fan-created character in the Soul Calibur VI um, uh, character creator is just coming to Soul Calibur VI as a player character. Mm-hmm. Or as a guest character, I think, officially. She's got very 2B-looking moves. No longer would you have to put up with her having Mitsurugi's moves, but at the same time... Yeah, I... I'm kind of curious if all of the extra characters from here on out are going to be guest characters or not, which I'm not sure I'd be totally opposed to. She looks very 2B-ish. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I will say that all the weird character creation stuff, like if you've made 2B, sorry about that, but it looks like they're already going to have their own version here. Yeah, it's a good version too. Yeah. No, I saw I saw the uh, the the trailer from uh, from Soul Calibur. Yeah, and Epco's just kind of been on it recently. Good on them. But yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even think of this as being a thing you'd want in the game, and it's totally a thing that should be in the game. Yeah, like it works for her. Yeah. But I look forward to all the weird giant dick lizard characters fighting to be. For their own fucking weird ret stories or yeah. whatever. That'll happen. Probably. Yep. Thank you, Base Soul Calibur, for making that possible. Yep. <laughs> Nothing nightmarish in there. Nope. Uh, in other news, Overwatch is getting an official spectator mode. I saw that. That's one of the big Overwatch announcements leading up to BlizzCon. Yeah, I... I'm personally in the impression that if you have a competitive multiplayer game, 
you should definitely have a non like dev tool style spectator mode. Yeah, they've kind of had like like the 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 camera. I've played around with the camera mode before because I've done some like tournament stuff before. Yeah, and it's it's all right. It's really clunky, to be honest with you. But the new one looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, from what I saw, also you can rewind and yeah. do like yeah. It, there's some pretty cool stuff you can do. But yeah. Yeah, it's got replay mode. If you can go back and watch footage from previous matches and stuff, I. It sounds like a tool that's going to be very important moving forward with multiplayer kind of competitive games that do the esports thing because it basically becomes a coaching tool and like a player review tool in some ways, which makes a lot of sense. Not much more on that. It's kind of, we'll probably talk more when it actually launches and see how it actually comes out. Um, the Vatican made a, po- a Pokemon Go clone. I saw that. I, uh, I don't know if I even want to bother trying with it. You should not. Time. Is it just you have to install guilt? Uh, that'd be if it was a Jewish Pokemon Go clone. Uh-uh. The Catholics are guilty, too. They they traffic in guilt the same way my people do? Uh, I know Catholics do, because we... I was... I thought it was shame. Catholic. No. Guilt, usually, too, I think. Huh. But you're going around collecting famous religious figures from history, so, yeah. They join your evangelization team. That's not a nightmare or anything. That's not a nightmare. What? No. Why? Uh, but you don't fight them or capture them. You answer their questions and they join your party. <sighs> so I can't throw a ball at them and capture them in a small prison? Sure. Y'all trade you my Pope John the Third for. <laughs> I don't know. You're Vicar the Mighty. Oh, I got a shiny uh, Virgin Mary. That sounds yeah. hurts my brain. <laughs> Yo, I got one of the alt colorations for Jesus. Yeah. I got a double shiny Jesus. <laughs> With perfect IVs. Uh, this is not a conversation. I feel like something's going to get struck by lightning. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Moving on from that to something else that's kind of weird to talk about. So, you know, Battlefield 5 is going to have. Battlefield 5. Yeah, Battlefield 5. It's going to have a Battle Royale mode? Yeah. It's not coming until next year, sometime between January and March, which is a big fucking window. Yeah. Is the is Battlefield 5 already out? No, it comes out soon, sometime in November, I think. It got pushed back a month. And I think I now know why. <laughs> so they are not going to release the one they big... have been pimping hard will not come out till at least four months after the game comes out, probably. This is why you don't fucking pre-order. Sorry, like two Bullshit months, like three that. months, but yeah. Yeah, thanks, EA. God damn. Especially because Call of Duty's out there with their Battle Royale mode killing it. Their Battle Royale mode is fucking legit. Yeah. Jeez. Well, leave it to EA to EA things up. Yep. Good fucking job. There's some band announcements at BlizzCon as well. Yeah, so they just announced uh, the lineup for BlizzCon. So just to give you some context, let me let me let me tell you who they've had in the past. Okay, kind of play for you know for for BlizzCon, if you will. So you've had the likes of the Offspring. Uh, the Video Games Live came out and did their thing. They've had uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Tenacious D. Metallica. The Foo Fighters, Metallica, 
Linkin Park, Weird Al, Muse, and now Train. Okay. Train. Okay. Also, Kristen Narin. You may not recognize the name, but you may recognize him from his famous role in Game of Thrones as yeah, Hodor. Look at the set. You, have, you have Hodor. Yes, Hodor. And last but not least, Lindsay Sterling. So, just, just again, Offspring, Lincoln Park, Foo Fighters, Tenacious D, Blink, Muse. Um, so you got Hodor now. That's a pretty big get for Triscon. Hodor is. I don't right, even know who he's Crane also is to have a reaction to them. He's they're like some old twenty year old rock band that like had songs like was it Hey Soul Sister calling all angels and drops of Jupiter? oh is that them? Yeah, yeah they suck. I mean, Lizzie, yeah, <laughs> Lizzie Sterling's kind of cool. I like her. So, um, yeah, I just I don't know. It's weird. I I I honestly. I mean, BlizzCon's next week. I think this BlizzCon's going to be a fucking train wreck. All the, all, like, they've, they've had to come out and say, hey, don't, don't expect anything super crazy. Like, already trying to defuse stuff, which leads me to believe this fucking BlizzCon is going to be shitty. Now, if I'm wrong, I will obviously own up to it, but this does not sound good at all yeah like just overall feel not the band like the band is one thing whatever but like the f- just everything overall as far as the feeling goes this sounds like it's gonna be a pretty meh year for blizzcon to be honest and considering all the drama recently with wow stuff and them kind of fucking up as right gear and things of that nature i don't know this is a weird time i think activision has finally Hook their claws into Blizzard. But anyway, that's just my theory. Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> Hodor. Hodor. Do you think he leans into it, or do you think he like distances himself as hard from that as possible? No, he owns it, which is kind of cool. Because he's been, he, I mean, he was a DJ before, I think, but he's also like yeah. a big WoW guy. So. According to his bio, he's been Ireland's like number one DJ for decades now. Yeah. Not that anyone is a big fan of the DJ music, but I'm still trying to figure out who the fuck Steve Aoki is. I know he's the cake throwing guy, but like they keep putting billboards up where it's like Steve Aoki opening up so and so, and I'm like, why is that a good thing? I don't explain to me this world of DJs. (laughs) Yeah, throwing cake, throwing cake, Hodor throwing cake, Hodor cake. Okay, that I'd be into. Hodor cake? He's fucking throwing cakes that are like shaped like Hodor out into the crowd. That I care about. That's that's a gimmick I can get behind. <laughs> or if he performs his entire set like pressed up against the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. Yeah. On the less funny topic, um, whoever runs the GOG Twitter account needs to get their shit together already. I... Yeah, not not a good use of the, the those hashtags there, bro. Also, to refresh your memory, uh, this is not a Gog, whose parents' company is CD Projekt Red, has a bit of a history of maybe not being the most um, <coughs> good about not uh, causing fights with trans community. And once again, 
this one's not quite as bad as the previous one, but also it's kind of way, way, way fucking worse. Uh huh. Where they use the won't be erased hashtag to promote PC game sales. Yeah, not a good move. This is all. This is just fellow kids gone extremely wrong. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's kind of funny if it wasn't like such a bad hashtag. Like if they was yeah. a cancel South Park or cancel The Simpsons, then I'd be like, okay, fine, whatever, fuck it. But nah, this is a bigger social issue that they use completely wrong. And given their past history, it's kind of a yeah, you should just fucking stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know why that would just be like uh, you know what that's a good idea let's run with that yeah I, I I could only assume it's like remember it's not a US based company I think they're Polish or something it could be a oh this hashtag is super popular let's use it maybe we should look it up nah but I mean click it see the tweets that are coming out for it not hard I like I said nah Oh, boy. Yes. And last but not least on our news articles this week, I may not be getting a PSN username change because with the beta program for that, a giant disclaimer has arrived for a variety of people that hints that you could lose anything from save data to DLC. Whoa, what? Yeah. Fuck that noise. Yeah, so an email went out that kind of spelled out that there was a disclaimer for you had to you had to click on a get voucher part of it that set it spelled out like, hey, um, here's some stuff that might happen. No. And I guess like we weren't totally well, I didn't dig as deep into it. I should have we talked about this two weeks ago. There was already some rumors going around where it's like, yeah, it might not be as smooth a system as people think it should be, or that it should be, period, but <laughs> That is a terrible, yeah, fucking like. Oh, hey, you might you can get your name changed, but hey, you you might you, you might lose everything. Okay, so the consequences <laughs> listed for uh, possible consequences listed for changing your ID include: you may lose access to content, including paid for content that you've acquired from your games, including content like add-ons or virtual currency. You may lose reward, or you may lose your progress within games, including game save data, leaderboard data, and progress towards trophies. Parts of the games and applications may not function properly both offline and online. Previous online ideas may remain visible to you and other players in other in some place in some places. Remember, this is a service that's going to cost people money to do more than once. No, what the fuck is wrong with them? That's fucking stupid. You can't charge people and then have it fuck everything up. Oh my god. God damn it, Sony. Oh, yeah, that's just no, like leads me to believe they don't know how they're doing this database. I, they so the impression I've gotten upon digging into this more is that no. So unlike lots of other online IDs that kind of give you like an alphanumeric barcode style identifier, they give you like an identification account number and your name is just an interpretation of that number. Essentially, Sony really did hardwire, hardwire your user ID to the user ID you gave them. Yeah, so that's what it sounds like. Yeah, so the process of changing that is very problematic. Yeah, because you're essentially changing your ID number in the system as well. It's not just a display yep. name or a... Why would they tie it to the fucking username and not to like a numerical thing on the back end that we don't see? Yep. 
why would they do that? Who in their right fucking mind would set the database up like that? I I don't work for Sony, dude. Like, you gotta remember, Sony Online for PS3 was free. And it was <sighs> kind of a cluster back then. I, 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 I don't even know what to say. That's, yep. That's a colossal fuck up. Nobody's fucking doing it. Yep. I will probably wait and see, but yeah. Yeah. This might happen. It's probably going to be will happen, and they just need a word yeah. it in a way that's not like, hey. <laughs> well, they also have this thing up there where it's like games made after, I think it's like April something, 2018 will be fine. I'm like, that's very recently. Jeez. I don't know what to say other than fucking Sony. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. This almost makes some of the um, Switch Online stuff look passable by comparison. Uh, kinda. Yeah. Uh, they're their own set of problems. With yeah. Come on, Sony. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> bruh. Bruh. Sony. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Well, that does it for our news this week, and as promised, it's time to get spooky up in this bitch. Ooh, spooky. Me and Alex are not the people to go to for spooky, unfortunately. Nope. I'm probably playing the Call of Cthulhu video game, because it comes out the day before, and the spookiest thing about that is I bought a retail copy as opposed to just downloading it. Because retail was cheaper. Maybe I'll do a stream for it. I don't know. I've did you have any hardcore Halloween traditions before you moved up to Portland, Alex? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I used to go, when I was younger, I'd go trick or treat, sure. But, like, honestly, I didn't really do much. Um, I used to do, like, I mean, every once in a while, not often, but I used to do the streams where I'd have my cousins, like, come over and we'd have them play in a room by themselves, like uh, Slenderman or whatever. Okay. But there wasn't anything, like, it was, like, a tradition tradition. It was just kind of, like... I think we do. I didn't really have any cool, like, legit Halloween traditions other than sure. a few things here and there, to be honest. Yeah, not really. I think I've been on record for a while basically saying the longer I've lived in L.A., the less I care about Halloween. Jen has infested our front yard with a collection of zombie flamingos, which is fun. I have a yeah. house this year. I'm going to give out candy to kids and be like, yo, I put, I put razor blades in that shit. <laughs> or maybe I didn't. You, you may or may not have razor blades. Ha 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 ha. I've made everything worse. Stay <laughs> off my lawn. That's not a lawn. <laughs> Get off my lawn. I am the new person on the street. Fear me. Yeah, I. Yeah, no, I'm uh, we're bad at Halloween. Yeah, to be honest, like I've never done anything. Like I mean, I've done a couple of parties here and there. I always avoided Hollywood like the fucking plague when I was yeah. in LA. Because fuck that. I think we've so. I have actually a doctor's appointment scheduled on fucking Halloween that will require me to drive through West Hollywood, I think, which is a very poor last choice on my part. It's at, like, noon, so it may be a little bit better, but I... <laughs> yeah, uh, just, like... Let's see. You know, when I was a kid, I can't think of any fun stuff I used to do. Okay, like... so, actually, I don't think I've ever asked you this question. Like, what is L.A. Halloween for a kid? So, I know, like, growing up for me, it was I lived in... At one point, I'm like a suburb area, so it's like, oh, fucking go out and don't get molested, whatever. <laughs> don't go out and get molested? I, 
My parents let me and my friends just whip around the neighborhood with very little supervision after a certain point. Like, yeah, fuck it. What's the worst that could happen to them? Um, so for me, it was always trying to try to get to the cool neighborhoods early that would give out like the full size candy bars so and is money. LA, a sun up trick or treating or a sundown trick or treating neighbor uh, type of town? Sundown, from what I've noticed. At least from my experience, I've been able to do like sundown trick or treating and it's worked out. But yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, for me, it was always like, hey, Either go walk, go with neighbors, like, or go with like cousins, because we have tons of cousins, so that's always a thing. Um, so we'd go trick or treat, but once we had like, once we were mobile and didn't have to stick in the neighborhood, we would go to the fancier neighborhoods, and that's where we'd fucking cash out and get good fucking candy bars and money, because some of them just literally gave out money. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to have a map that was kind of like, okay, you go here first, then here second, then here third, and. The third one was actually the best neighborhood, but because it was up a hill, uh-huh. no one went up the fucking hill. So if you went there last, it was like, just take my entire fucking bag of candy, kid. Fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Here, just, just fucking take it. I got king-size Hershey bars. Who wants six? Yo! That's kind of impressive. It was the exceedingly rich part of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like that's always kind of the tradition, is trying to find yourself in... Uh... The exceedingly rich part of town. Yeah. Get the better candies out there. Because, you know, a lot of people are going to have those fucking candies that are just little strawberry ones. And little wraps. I forget what they're called, but they're everywhere. I have a small Um, bag of Hershey Fun Sizes and a large bag of pretzel bags for kids this year. (laughs) Because Jen's like, yeah, fuck it. There's no one's coming. It's where we live. (laughs) If they do, they got to get past Scrump. Oh, Scrump, the, the vicious guard dog? Yeah. Will greet well, you to death. Put a put a, put her in in the in the Adidas suit. Nobody will fuck with. She has grown out of her old Adidas dog suit. We have a new one coming. Did you say it was an Adidas dog suit? I talked about this last time. We talked about it. It's called the D dog. Well, I, I oh my god, that's so good. I've heard Adidas, but not a D dog. That's the brand. God, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. That's fucking great. <laughs> Yeah, I wish Jeff was here. He'd always be like, I watch these horror movies. I'd be like, I know those horror movies, but I've never seen them. Or I watch them once at noon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, I, I wish I could say I did have a lot of fun Halloween traditions, but I was, I mean, I like to kind of decorate a little bit, I guess. And like, that's pretty much it. Like, I never got a chance to decorate much when I was younger. But like, we'll do some of the Halloween decorations, which is nice. In fact, Manny is already decorated some of the apartment you're uh, in an apartment for the too. apartment uh, decorations in an apartment is hard yeah but we do have a balcony which is nice that's fair so we can still hang some stuff put someone the hanging themselves off of it that's always a classic maybe it's actually not a bad idea do huh. I have the mannequin that's holding on to the edge of the rail or something that is actually not a bad idea i didn't even think of that that's fucking genius have it dangled <laughs> down front that's in your downstairs neighbor's view though but just out of reach have it oh, played yeah. Musack at them. That's just what I need from that neighbor downstairs. <laughs> Dude, they've been complaining that a few of the lights have fallen off. Like the, the bulbs that have fallen off into her into yeah, her area. I... So that's what I deal with. Yeah. <laughs> you should find the dead zone yeah, where it's like um, technically hmm. still your floor. Probably, I guess. I don't know. But I mean 
That's right. I used to care a lot about know. Halloween decorations as a kid. As I yeah, got older, I don't know. I like, to live in apartments. I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I, I guess just I'm trying to circle back. Like, I'm trying to think of some of the Halloween stuff I've done. Like, I've done... I've done some fun stuff before when I've gone to parties. Like that sure. was wrong. I've done a few of those, but like that was like only if it was like spur of the moment. I didn't actively go out and be like, "Let's gonna go do this. We're gonna go do that." It's always been like, "Hey, we can go to this, or we can go to that." Okay, sure, we'll go. But I've I've never been a fan of super crowded Halloween parties. Yeah. So tell me what a what a what a what a was it a Bostonian. Uh, uh, we've definitely talked about this in the past, but so uh, uh, Boston has an unfair advantage when it comes to the rest of the U.S. when it comes to Halloween, and it's that the town of Salem exists a short 20-minute train ride from Boston. That's right. And Salem fucking doubles down on Halloween for the entire month of October. Like, it's if I run to people from that area, during October out here, we will inevitably talk about, and one of us will say, oh yeah, I'm going back to East for Halloween. It's, it is a world-known thing that murders people every year. Ah. Like, this is the weird thing I talked to someone about recently, where it's like, I, I want to say Salem Halloween, and by that I mean the entire month of October. Like, the, the festivities of Halloween murder, like, four or five people a year. And I'm not talking like the Halloween ghost goes around killing people. I'm talking like three people fall off an overpass, one person gets uh, robbed and shot, or like six people drink themselves to death or something. But it's within the kind of the, the footprint of what is Halloween there. And I know growing up you had like the November 1st would roll around, you'd get the newspaper, and it was like four dead and seven. Like, oh shit, it was a good year. And next year it's like ten dead and seven. You're like, ah, that's more like it. <laughs> which was super fucked up but it was also like you got numb to the fact that like some shit went down every year in Salem which was next to a not so great part of that area and a town called Lynn that we have a variety of juvenile rhymes about it's, it's where you went to buy drugs if you were a high school student and wanted to get okay. some hardcore shit and we're in that neck of the woods like the train station stop for that if you were, if you were on the train into Boston was always like Wow, that's not a good place to get off. <laughs> like someone was always spraying graffiti on top of graffiti on top of graffiti. Oh, so just cake layers of graffiti. Yeah, but they, it's like, ah, oh, shit! Someone tagged over my tag that I tagged over someone else's. Like, it's the gotta reapply right now. That train is here, and you're like, what the fuck? Do this at night. It's eight a.m. on a Tuesday. It's Lynn, yeah. bitches. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I. Like, I'm not sure I can tell you, like, it's the, once you have a town into like, that, the other difference being, like, Massachusetts is fucking old, and by that I mean, like, we have 200, 300-year-old homes, and, like, I think the Salem, uh, one of the graveyards has, like, Edgar Allan Poe in it or something like that, like, you have historic graveyard tours that happened at night and shit, like, you can, you can lean into the spooky history where it's, like, Behold, our tour of where we burned women at the stake for being witches. Except we didn't because we hung them because no one actually burned witches. But, you know, tourism. At the sake of our expense, at, at the cost of our ignorant history. You gotta understand, too, the, uh, the, the college in the middle of Salem, Salem State University, University technically, mm -hmm. offers a degree in Wiccan studies. 
Of course it does. It, that town leans fucking hard into that witchcraft stuff. Hey, I mean, if it's marketable, why not? I, it is very marketable. Like, I I don't know what the L.A. equivalent of, like, that many fortune teller and Wiccan supply stores in one area would be. Like, the closest thing I can come up with is there's a fortune teller shop or a psyker, or the, sorry, yeah, a psychic down the street from where, I, I, on the main drag near my house, that has a fucking wizard outside their place that every time I drive by, I'm like, it's the Tonga wizard! Huh. I, it's, a, it's a six foot tall wizard statue. Hold the oh, glowing crystal right, wands. I'm terrifying. like, okay. Choices. I want to drive by there on Halloween, I just realized. Because <laughs> either they don't give a fuck or they go all fucking in. <laughs> yeah. I gotta give them kudos. I'm a biker town now. So I'm not sure we shit. do Halloween out here, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't have much more meaningful to add to this conversation if you do. You don't. I, you know, to be honest, like it's a little surprising how we're kind of bah humbug over Halloween. Like we're just kind of meh. moving to California killed my enjoyment of a bunch of holidays. Like it's partially because they don't feel like the holidays. Like part of the cool part about Halloween where I grew up was you could wear a big costume because it was possible it would snow or at least be cold enough to snow. Uh, yeah, it, it's just different. Like Fourth of July sucks out here, as far as I'm concerned. That's for very practical yeah. reasons of, like, you know, shit might light on fire. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to a place that has legit, like, just fuck everything up fireworks. Yeah, that's that's where I grew up. Yeah. Nope, don't have that here. Patriotism! Through <laughs> pyrotechnics! America! Basically, yeah. yeah. Look at our fire dick. <laughs> you sounded like the hormone monster there for a second. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's also kind of like Easter didn't matter where I grew up, despite a very sizable p- group of people that really cared about that. But I moved out to Hilt here, and I learned everything is fucking closed on Easter, mm-hmm. which was new to me. Yeah, I like you guys. Like, it's being Jewish. Halloween is one of those holidays like that I really cared about because it's one of the few times where it's like, yo, we're just like everyone else. <laughs> We also get to put <laughs> dumb shit up. See you at Christmas. No, you won't. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, you don't do Christmas. Nope. Yeah. I, yeah. Emails? Yeah, sure. Let's dive into some emails. All right. We kind of got two and a half this week. I think we've already done one of them, but I'll read it anyway just to make sure we've covered our base. But if you wanted to contact us, Alex, how would you go about doing that? Oh, it'd be very simple. You would go and pull up uh, a new email uh, from whatever your email provider is, and you'd put into the email that you want to send uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again? I believe it's uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Down the show notes, as well as it sounds, etc. etc. Let's get the easy one out first. This one comes in from Anonymous. They didn't sign it. If you don't sign it, I will not read your username because that's how i work uh hey wicked awesome cast seeing as alex has fled la and charlie's home team and actively and a team he actively hates are in the world series can i get some vintage sws la hatred look we've covered oh. that already yeah i don't think we've gotten anything else other than with that other than like hey la's playing but i don't live in la anymore i mean sure it's hometown but like good good on the dodgers i've never been like, more of a red sox fan than this time than this world series because uh, my girlfriend is a pretty big Dodgers fan, and 
they're not just beating them, they're like eviscerating them with a little bit too much frequency, and the one game the Dodgers won wore on to like 2 a.m. in the morning. It went to like 18 innings or something, and it was just unbelievably painful to watch, and it was a 2-1 win for the Dodgers. And then the game after that, they lost 9-6. <laughs> I get the impression those nine points happened after like a four-point lead for the Dodgers for most of the game. Mm-hmm. So it's been like, oh, this is the best. <laughs> Dodgers fans are unhappy, and the Red Sox are winning. <laughs> I don't care about baseball at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of like, all right, that's cool, I guess. Yeah. I'm sure all my L.A. people would be really fucking mad. I don't live in L.A. anymore. I live up in the hills. Be like, yeah, I'm not in L.A. anymore. I'm better than y'all. Heavy yard. Yeah. <laughs> I escaped, but I still commute there. Peace. Yeah. Next email. Titled the scariest thing I could think of. Dear sadly lacking in Jeff Halloween cast. Since this is the last podcast before Halloween, I thought it would be I would write in with the potentially scariest question the Wicked Awesome has ever faced. What do your families think of the podcast? Are they even aware of it? Do they pretend it doesn't exist? Out of regret and shame. Joseph. I think my dad listens to it every once in a while. Um, my parents don't know what podcasts are, I think. <laughs> uh, my... I got a kind of funny story about my sister, actually. So, uh... My sister is pursuing a much more, I'm going to call it, traditional career than I chose to pursue, and as a result, had to be really careful with what I'm on her Facebook and stuff like that. And then you've got me off on the other side of the uh, other side of the country being like, yo, Big Dick Monster Man podcast! <laughs> and like, so she'll have this very sterilized like social media presence because she follows me. It's like normal stuff, normal stuff, normal stuff. Big dick lizard man. So she's aware it exists, and I think she wishes it didn't. Like, not actually. I think she just wishes she wasn't aware of its existence. Uh huh. And that was a little bit less like interface weird. My family doesn't care. They're used to it. You gotta remember, I went to Guar last year on the night before Thanksgiving, and then my dad got stuck explaining what Guar was to half of my family and like showing pictures, and they're like, "Huh." This seems like a Charlie thing to get up to instead of coming to Thanksgiving. <laughs> and like half my family was like, oh, explain this score to us. And half of them were like, God, it's Charlie. Yeah, I, my parents don't give a fuck on that topic. They're like, it's not illegal. Who cares? Makes them happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my dad might possibly listen to it someday. I don't think so. But. <laughs> Son, what's a video game? <laughs> you still play World of Warcraft? Yeah, he'll probably be like, go out and do something. So, yeah, I, I just, that's pretty much just how it goes with my family. Yeah. They're not super tech-savvy. Like, like, I'm just barely starting to message my parents on Facebook. It's a dangerous door to open. Yep. It's like texting, yep. but through Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the day one of my friends beat the shit out of me because my mom taught his mom how to text. I'm like, I can't even blame you on this one. <laughs> I deserve this. I brought texting into their parents. This was my fault. <laughs> All right, next email. Thank you for writing in, Yosef. This next one is kind of personally aimed at me, which I found pretty funny. 
Dear Rick and Awesome Cast, my question is a simple one. What the hell does Charlie do for a living? It's been well established Alex works in IT, but the topic of, of what Charlie does always seems to be intentionally vague slash open and just in the entertainment industry. I think there's been talk about how Jeff and him used to be roadies or something. Jay from Rochester, New York. I used to be a roadie, yeah. Do we actually never say what the fuck I do for a living on this thing? I don't think we've ever said what you actually do. Yeah. That's partially because what I do on paper sounds incredibly douchey. And like I'm lying about it. Uh, <laughs> nah, I, I, I design theme parks for a living, technically. Oh, there you go. Which is not as cool as, as it sounds or like as much of a dream. It's a cool job, don't get me wrong, but like it's more of a kind of engineering architectural hybrid job. Like I half my week this previous week, as I said, was spent commuting to get training in a program called Revit, which is a high end architectural drafting tool, which means like it's it's better at drawing walls than the program we currently use and stuff. It's there is no like okay, actually this is kind of fun to talk about. So my family when I got into this was like, is it the most magical job ever? And I'm like, no. I work in the dream killer department. <laughs> People come to my department with really cool ideas and like awesome drawings. And we look at it and go, no, you can't afford this. No one can afford this. Or that's cool. No, because gravity. <laughs> yeah, I. we don't talk about it because it's a weird industry and I have lots of NDAs. So like I can't talk about really anything I've ever worked on. Like I and I've worked on some cool stuff that like I wish I could talk about, but I definitely probably like legally never can and definitely not on a podcast. But yeah, I probably the only thing I can talk about is there is a thing called Warner Brothers Land in Abu Dhabi, I think, that I was involved in working on. That was that's probably the most big cool thing I I could probably say I've been working on at some point. It's not the oh. coolest thing, but it's up there. It's it's a it's a giant indoor theme park. Okay, actually, fun story time. Oh, do you know about Ferrari Land, Alex? No. There's, There's a, a place thing? called Ferrari Land Abu Dhabi, and it's almost worth googling because the thing is this bizarre, shouldn't exist, um, supervillain layer kind of thing. It is a giant metal tent in the middle of the desert, mm -hmm. and it's just insane that it exists. It's really cool that it exists, and it has like might still have i'm not sure if it was at the time we were i was working on it it had the world's fastest um roller coaster so fast they gave you goggles because it went outside and the sand would damage your eyeballs uh-huh horses yeah and i it's been fixed but for a while because that place in the middle of a desert it caused microclimates inside so it would rain inside the building because all the ac and sweat would get trapped against the kind of facility ceiling and condense and drain or and rain down on people Mm-hmm. Which is nuts. I don't know. I find that story I'm, fun. I'm Googling this now. Ferrari. I don't know how to spell Ferrari. Why is it that... I don't associate Ferrari with, like... First of all, one of the articles I see on here, Ferrari attractions for the whole family. Oh, just go, family? Just, just go to images. Like, that's... The, the place doesn't totally make sense from a IP standpoint. It does, but it doesn't. It's, its inception was a little bit weird, but, like, it's... It's mostly looking at the outside of it is the cool thing because it's nuts. Wow, okay. It's a giant, like, metal red starfish building. Yeah. 
That's a real thing that actually exists. You can see it on Google Maps. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that this is in fucking, was it Dubai? Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi? Okay. Place next to Dubai. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how they can say this is fun for the whole family. I, like, that part but, I can't talk about in any detail, but I can say this place exists. Huh. I didn't work on this one much. It's more just a fun, like, weird thing that people don't tend to know about in the industry. Or If you're not in the industry, it's not so like globally known. It's not a Disneyland or anything like that. It's because it's a different international park. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, no, I work in the theme park industry, technically. I, it's, I do, but it's... I don't like talking about it because talking about it is weird and like there's no way of saying I work in the theme park it's kind of in my mind sounding a little bit like a jerk where it's like oh yeah right that's not a real job nah I like I think we talked about a long ass time ago on one of the podcasts I used to be a roadie and stuff did a bunch of stage handing things like worked my way up from kind of box pusher to a more traditional desk job went to college for a bunch of this stuff I yeah I at the same time, the company I work for still occasionally does like the sets for operas and stuff because we like doing that stuff because it's way less of a hassle than theme parks are. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what is the funnest project you've worked that you can talk about without having to worry about an NDA right now? Um, really? It's very few things I've worked on are outside of NDAs that I can talk about. Like, it's the general rule is. Once um, a company, like, once the park opens, you can say, hey, I did some stuff on that. Or if the company you worked for officially acknowledges, like, hey, we did this thing, then you can talk about it. But, like, there's a bunch of projects I'm on that I will never be able to talk about in official ways. Or not for a long huh. time till my NDA expires. And theme park NDAs are terrifying. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Yeah, I, it's lots of companies have a vested interest in like everyone shops certain stuff out to subcontractors and the industry is slowly transitioning more and more into, hey, why don't we use the people whose entire business is based around doing X as opposed to trying to do everything in house. So at the NDAs have got a little more strict where it's like, OK, we're going to say we did this, but maybe we didn't. Like maybe mm-hmm. you guys came in and did some part of it for us or something like that. Like, it's still designed by the company, but rather than spend five times more than necessary to do X, Y, and Z, they get the people that are good at doing X, Y, and Z to just do it for them. And mm-hmm. it, it's the way most industries work, but the big companies are now slowly trending towards that because they just have to. Budgets are becoming realer and realer. Spending multiple billions of dollars on a thing is no longer quite as feasible as it used mm-hmm. to be to fix it. When if it's yeah. just been done right the first time, maybe like we still spent a billion dollars, but it's not four billion dollars now. It's yeah, it, it's a weirdly secretive industry, and as a result, I just kind of don't talk about it much. I, I also still in my brain think of myself as a roadie more than not. It's like, what the fuck am I doing with a desk job? <laughs> Push some boxes. Yeah. If you want to know more about it, email me, I guess, off the podcast. Uh, the podcast thing, I'll respond to it some. But, yeah, I'm not sure how much I can officially talk about in a general. I'm not sure I can talk about much really at all, except for, like, yeah, I do, I do this yeah. with the company. It, it can be a cool gig, but also, like, 
when it's crunch time and you're at the like end of a month you've been pulling 60 hour day uh, 60 hour weeks you're like fuck this where's the magic need some more pixie dust for my death <laughs> that's good pixie dust yeah i no, I, 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 the, the stuff I thought coolest that I worked on was, like, when I worked through IATSE on, like, the League of Legends championship a couple years ago. Like, that's the stuff, because it was more in my wheelhouse, I thought was the coolest. Where it's like, yeah, it's a thing I recognize and care about. Most mm-hmm. of my job is like, I don't know about this. Okay. Doesn't actually affect what I do <laughs> for a living. Your lack of knowledge. Or it's like, oh, I gotta watch the movies now. I now understand this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hope that answers your question. I Jeff is not a roadie. I'm not sure Jeff ever wants to admit what his job is because it's got even smaller circles than I have in my industry and they're judgmentals maybe the wrong word, but this podcast won't be viewed as quite as fun in their industries. Like my my industry's full of weirdos like me where it's like, ah, gaming podcast, right on. I also have a gaming <laughs> podcast. We only play Czechoslovakian video games, though. Ah, didn't know that was a genre. Huh. We only play video games that are Sherlock Holmes clones without mentioning Sherlock Holmes. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff is an FBI agent. CIA agent. CIA agent? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The pale man has the, has the package. Yeah. He specializes in um, missions in the Arctic and Antarctic region for his natural camouflage. How does the red hair work in that situation? He just puts on like a white beanie. (laughs) That's how it works. And I'm hoping Jeff listens to this this week so he can counterpoint with something. (laughs) I'm not going to disagree with you necessarily. (laughs) Yeah. Hope that answers your question enough, Jay. I'm sorry I can't go more into it. I, Yeah, I... I, I have a weird thing about me where, like, I, I've never thought anything I've ever... I could see... Oh, I'm the space on the weird one, Alex. I could see... Have your parents ever wanted to see where you work? My parents? Yeah. Uh, not really. I mean, they knew I worked, like, the school district for a while and all that, but... Yeah. Yeah. No, not so really. So, I guess, like, because I live across the country from my parents, I never thought they want to see, like, the office where I work, and I'm always like, why? Where I go to do job. What is <laughs> interesting about this? I Yeah, if... I, because I've been doing this long enough, I occasionally forget. And this is maybe the douchey part. It's like, oh yeah, I forget that I have a job that's actually maybe interesting to some people. I don't know. I think mechanics have cool jobs, and no one wants to talk to mechanics about their jobs. Yeah. 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 yeah my girlfriend does a similar thing. And I think what she does is far cooler in the industry than what I do. And it's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I do X, Y. That's so cool. Is it? I don't know. Most it's me going, never! You cannot afford this! Or physics! <laughs> Or and this is how you murder people. Okay, that's actually probably the funniest thing I ever uh, worked on. Not worked on, worked on. Like I, I for like a practice proposal, me and a friend made a. We called it Murder Park, and it was a theme park that was designed around at every single point in time you were like in the illusion of danger, but you never actually were. Wait, it was very itchy and scratchy land. Ah, all right. So it was like. It was like roller coasters that had like swing saw blades going over the coaster the entire time that were close enough you felt in danger, but were actually like outside of any reach envelope or anything like that. Like the entire idea being like the entire theme park's theme is danger. It's like, okay, 
it looks like this roller coaster dead ends into a brick wall, and like at the last second, it veers off or something, and it's like surrounded by spiky rays of wire. Where again, it's like it looks like it's close enough to be dangerous, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We had fun playing around with the idea for it. Like, it was obviously never going to get built, but it was like, hey, for practice, let's do this thing. <laughs> let's spec rides and stuff. It'll be dumb. Murder Park. It's like Jurassic Park, but honest. <laughs> but actual murder. Yeah. That does it for emails this week. Again, the address is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Down in the show notes, etc. etc. Yeah. You got anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here, Alex? Um, yeah. So if you're listening to this, my extra life stream, uh, I'll be doing it with Populous Gaming this Saturday, starting at 8 a.m. Uh, it probably won't be on my channel so much as we're going to be doing like a co-stream on the actual other team channel. Okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll be doing 24 hours. Uh, it'll be a mixture of various games. Um, probably some WoW at some point because I do raid. But yeah, that'll be happening uh, this Saturday leading to Sunday, 8 a.m. I believe is start time. And of course, coincides with national, uh, you know, national extra life event doing their thing. Right on the same weekend as BlizzCon, yay! I hate that they pick BlizzCon weekend the same weekend every yeah. fucking time. But you must choose your allegiances. Yep, pretty much. So yeah, I'll be doing that. Cool. Yeah, Anything that's pretty else? much it. Nothing. No, nothing else fancy than me. Uh, fancy, I guess, at the moment. Other than like, hey, you know, I'm on the social media. You should come check me out. I occasionally post dumb things here and there. So, uh, Mave Online is all my handles. So, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, email us, et cetera, et cetera. I think my shelving stuff for the studio is coming in the near future. So, videos may actually return. So, who knows on that topic? But, yeah. If that's it, happy Halloween and do the metal. Yeah.